Hello and welcome to Kayla and Harrison. Won't shut up. Remote edition. From now on. From now <laughs> from now until eternity. Oh god, hopefully not. Yes, hopefully not. <laughs> Hello everyone. It's been a very long time. Um mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Kayla, what have what what's been going on in the world? Um not a lot. I don't have anything to report since the last time we had this podcast. Nothing nothing um, life-changingly happened. No global, worldwide phenomenon. None of that. No. 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 Yeah. We're all, we're all just living the dream exactly as we were um, the last time we recorded an episode, which at this point seems like it could have been a year ago. That's insane. That's not true. Is that true? Um, I don't actually know. That doesn't seem right. Time, I look, time is a flat circle. It's a Jeremy Baramy. Have you ever watched The Good Place? No, I ha- Well, yes, I have. But only, like, mm. from afar. So Carly has watched The Good Place. Exactly. Yes, understood. <laughs> Michael's watching it, and it's enjoyable. Yeah, um, I don't deny that. Uh... <laughs> It's just not, not my thing. That's fine. The cast is stellar. I know that. Um, um, everyone in it is really good looking. Like, I'm struggling to think of someone who's in that show that is not good looking. Like, even what's his name? The guy who's friends with the guy from Curb <laughs> Your Enthusiasm. God damn it. Um, Every Are you name... talking about... The person who was in Cheers? I don't know. Maybe. I might be. Hold on. God damn it. I can't even remember. I keep wanting to say... What? No, this is going to bother me. You're I'm talking about Ted Danson, right? I'm talking about Ted Danson. Thank you. And yes. Larry David is who I oh, was Oh, I didn't know he was in it. Did I'm you ever watch Cheers? No, 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 no. Larry David is in Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I... Because I only experienced things through media, I was like, you know, that man, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, and then right. He, that man's name isn't Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's Larry David. Mm, 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 I never mm, watched mm. Cheers, no, I didn't. And, oh. um, should I be watching Cheers? Yeah, what? Sam, Sam Malone. Shelley Duvall. I... No, not Shelley Duvall. Recall that that's the place where everybody knows your name, but that's about it. It's amazing. It stars Shelley Long, not Shelley Duvall, and Sam Malone, who is a retired mm-hmm. baseball player who opens a bar, and it's pretty progressive. And who's Ted Danson? He is Sam Malone, the main oh. the main character. He's the main character. Yes, of Cheers. Okay, I literally only know Ted Danson as other than The Good Place. I know him as the like man on Curb Your Enthusiasm who Larry David has like a rivalry with. Oh, I didn't know he was like, on Curb. I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm either. There are so many walls we're coming up against, Harrison, and I yeah. think it's because we've been forced apart for the past six months. Again, for no reason. Nothing for the past six months has kept us inside our homes, right? Away from each other. Yeah, it's just <laughs> been uh, business as usual here in the United States, um, mm-hmm. where we're visiting. We're not actually residents. Oh, um, um, because Alaska is no longer part of the United States. Yes, we've um, diverted. We've broke. We've we've got. You know, it's melting. 
And that's all there is well, to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fine with me. I, 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 I don't mind living on an iceberg that floats across whatever ocean that is that's next to us here in Alaska. It's the panhandle um, of Alaska. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Harrison? Absolutely. Do you feel that um, you've lost the ability to converse normally with other human beings during this six-month period of nothing special happening? Um, no. It's not a judgment on you. I've been in so many um, forced Zoom calls in the last (laughs) six months that I don't think it would be humanly possible for me to forget how to talk to people. Um, I, I remember try how to as talk I might. To, I remember how to talk to 12 year olds who don't say anything back to me. I remember that because I've been doing that, you know, five days a week virtually. Right. Yeah. Well, you never, that's a skill you don't easily forget. <laughs> All right. So this movie we watched that we're going to talk. Yes. About today. Oh, the podcast. We're recording a podcast episode. I forgot. Um, <laughs> What, when did we watch this together in person before nothing happened? When was that? You know, what a good question. Let me look. I'm going to briefly check our social media, which this is a plug for. In case you didn't know, mm-hmm. we have an Instagram page called. And always have. And always have. <laughs> called <laughs> Kayla and Harrison Won't Shut Up. You should check it out. It's at K A H. WSU, which yes. is an abbreviation for those that aren't <laughs> yes, aware. Our last episode was yes. Blood Rage. Yes. Really? And that was January 6th. That's horrifying. Well, at least that's <laughs> when we posted about it on Instagram. So well, here we are in the throes Didn't... of October. That's we nine months the... later. We could have, one of us could have had a child in that time. <sighs> we didn't though. Well, no, neither of us did. We have animals, that counts. But we have the same animals that we did nine months ago, right? Or am I wrong? You're right. You know, it just yeah. feels like so long. We gained two cats and then we lost two cats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not dead, don't worry. They're just in a better place. Um, <laughs> and by that, I mean a better home. Um, so, yes, thank you, loyal listeners. Mm-hmm. For sticking with us throughout the long run. We're back. Mm-hmm. We're happy to be here. We've figured out how to remotely talk to one another. Mm-hmm. For no reason. We just wanted to. Yeah, we just, you know, sometimes you need a break. We took a lot of breaks, but guess what? We're back, <laughs> and we're going to surprise you because we're going to release consecutive episodes. Yeah, we're back and better than ever, if I may. Yeah, I, You may. You absolutely may. <laughs> This is the, the reboot of Kaylin Harrison Won't Shut Up, the, the even better in the ninging. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. absolutely here for it. Um, also, just in case no one has ever heard of this podcast before, because it's oh, yeah. been so long, I kind of feel uh-huh. like we should do a little bit of a recap. So It's, it's been a human just gestation period yeah. amount of time yes almost it's almost been a full year i can't really do math you know that but it's been almost Shit. a full year since um i don't teach math i teach the thing that's kind of like math but i don't technically teach math. history mm. 
Um, yes, tell me, Harrison, because I, I, I admitted to you that I've lost my ability to converse normally with people, so you're the one who's now going to have to tell our loyal listeners. What is, what is this? What are we doing? I'm going to lay it out for you. Kayla and I... Oh, mm-hmm. Kayla and I are here to tell you about movies that we listen to. Um, a little bit of background on us. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of money on a degree... <laughs> Uh-huh. For filmmaking. We sure did. From an institution mm-hmm. in Virginia, in the United States. Which is really far away from where we live now. Yes. We have since relocated to a frozen tundra that is melting, as you heard just moments ago, mm-hmm. um, on the west coast quest. of that country known as the United States. Um, yes. We, this is the extent of our film degree, people. Yeah. This is what we do with it now. So I teach, I teach history to 12 year olds now, so it's not, yes, not exactly what I'm using. I didn't use my film degree, Harrison. I'm here to tell the whole listening audience, don't go to film school, maybe. I would argue though, we are using video right now. What you can't see, because this is an audio podcast, is that we're also video <laughs> chatting one another. This is a pretty elaborate setup, I'd like you all to it, know. It really is. We've actually been working on this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks yes. to get it perfect. And it is great. Uh, I think so. So, we both work in education, mm-hmm. uh, to some degree. We're both artists. Mm-hmm. And we come together to share our love of cinema. Yes, that and we still love. Complain about it. And complain about it because even though we love it, we also hate it. Because we are jaded from our experience being forced to watch hours of movies. Oh my god! In film school and make them actually. We we yes. we produce some films as well. So that's Can a little bit you? of background on us. And today is National Coming Out Day. Oh my god! This gosh, is a happy... queer podcast. In case this you is didn't a very know. very queer podcast. So you can just get the fuck out if you don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that know you that do. You... Yeah, we know you're into it, because why else would you be here? Yeah, and we're excited to have you. So, mm-hmm. we're back. Yes. And better than ever. Um, today, we're reviewing a film that we watched many months ago. Um, <laughs> by Bong Joon-ho, who yes. is a South Korean filmmaker who in fact the fact so okay this is this is also cluing me into when we even watch this because correct me if i'm wrong harrison but when we watched this film this was before bong joon ho won a bunch of oscars yes true yeah the first unless i'm mistaken which i don't think i am because i'm pretty well versed on cinema or is it because I I picked this film before he won all those Oscars, but then we didn't actually watch uh, the film until Well, after. yes, also that. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his later film, um, which won a bunch of Academy Awards, known as Parasite. Parasite which I still have not seen. Is up. the first ever non-English film to win Best Picture. I feel ashamed of myself right now that I still haven't watched Parasite, considering what I'm about to say in this podcast about another Bong Joon-ho film. I've just, I still haven't seen Parasite. 
I don't know. You should it's definitely watch it. Right? It's depressing, right? I mean, I would argue that it's no more depressing than The Host, which is the film that we're reviewing today. Well, I guess I can't argue with that because I still haven't seen Parasite. But I was about to say, I don't think The Host was depressing. If you recall, I made all of us watch The Host. Yes, let's rewind. It. Tell us. Mm-hmm. Tell us. So, Kayla and I both um, have featured our partners on this show. And yes. when we were able to be in the same place, we had a little competition if you will it wasn't really if a competition it was um, more like a um organized way of not arguing with each other about what movie to watch exactly and you know like we were trying to be a little bit sporadic because um i think under normal circumstances if it were up to all of us collectively all we would review were terrible horror movies so honestly and that's true of my partner at least as well Possibly not your partner. <laughs> well, all, uh, I don't know. TBD. But Actually, I, I want to go back. I want to completely backtrack. Let's go I back. Know. Let's go back. Um, if it were up to me, this podcast would be just about us watching Harry Potter movies over and over again until we died. Ooh, I thought you were going to say The Simpsons. Ooh, but that's not a movie. Well, true. <laughs> but it is something else that you cherish. By the way, J.K. Rowling is a turf and I hate her. Just, yeah, just let's, has to be said. let's make that clear. Let's make um, it clear. So I guess I'm glad this isn't a Harry Potter podcast, because I'd be even more bummed than I already am right now. Although, was that our first episode? Because I think it was. It was, and that was also my fault, much like how the host was my fault. Although I say that as if it was negative, which, not a spoiler for what I was going to say about it, but not mm. a negative experience for me. It was our first film. And it was. Because I just checked our social media, which we have, and (laughs) believe it or not, there's a pretty amazing rating system that we use here on this podcast, which we should also touch base on, and that is... Uh um, (laughs) Uh-huh. Lay it on me, Harrison, because it's your fault. (laughs) You either get a one through a six of each of our um, severed heads as a rating system, so... It's true. Um... That is still a thing that we do. So it can't be half points. It can only no, be... No, it can't. Which is... Whole is, points. Is it, it's a constant problem I have. It yes. doesn't make a lot of sense, but nope. you know what? Neither does <laughs> criticism. Right? Wow. So... All right. I feel like I'm ready now that you've you've let our audience know again what we're doing here. Let's do it. But yeah, I think... I'm, okay. One last thing. Please. Because I don't think we finished saying it. Please. We all picked a film. Oh, right. Yes. So Carly picked a film. Michael picked a film. The if third can... film mm-hmm. is Kayla's, mm-hmm. which is the yes. host. And mine is to be determined. Um, also, I just want to say that your wife picked the first one and she picked Swim Fan. Oh, correct. How could we forget? And, and then my husband picked the second film, which was Blood Rage, correct? Yes. Okay. So... Finally, after those two films, someone who is an expert in cinema, someone who has excellent taste, someone who's an amazing person, picked a film. And it was me. And it was The Host. Yes. 2006. Not to be confused with, I believe, what you thought I meant when I first said we should watch The Host, which was some weird Twilight movie. What? 
okay, I'm not making this up. There's another movie called The Host. And it is by, by that woman who wrote Twilight. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I swear, no. There is a new host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know about this? What? On Shudder. Yes. Um, wait, no, I don't. Oh, wait, but now I'm looking at it right now, and I'm lo- and it says not to be confused with The Host 2006 or The Host 2013. So, and, yeah. I stand The Host, the new host. I stand this host, too, but new host <laughs> was produced during the quarantine on what Zoom. What quarantine? What quarantine? What Zoom? Nothing happened in the last six months. During the movie Quarantine, which you may or may not have seen, which was a one a one Harrison head out of six, not even doing an episode on it, just spoiler alert, one out of six, it was called mm-hmm. Quarantine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, The Host came out this year in 2020. It's a British found footage horror film. Um, it okay. is only an hour long. It is on Shutter, mm-hmm. And... I suggest we're not going to watch it because we, we can't we can't review an episode within an episode, okay? No, I just can't. did for quarantine, but it deserves it because it gets a one. So okay. the other host, <laughs> I back. So you should watch it on Shudder when you have I a moment. I want to, although a film that's an hour long is a little disgusting to me because it's too long to be a short film and it's too short to be a regular feature film. But I will give it a chance because you recommended it and also because it says something that it's about the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, uh, I don't so know. How, did you pronounce what, that right? Um, Kov, Kov. I'd like to learn more about whatever that is. So that Yeah, we should research that later mm-hmm. off you know, air. I, also, <laughs> also, I think that um, we could make a new podcast called We Review Films with the Same Name. Oh, throw them all off yes we would that would be very we should do it we'll look into that later but for now we're talking about the 2006 the host directed by bong joon ho and i picked this film because i really really like it (laughs) so that's okay hold on so out of so we're this is the third of four that we've selected in this uh method and Mm -hmm. The first one, as you said, was Swim Fan. Carly had seen that and um, for some reason really likes that movie. And then um, Blood Rage, Michael had never seen. I think Michael just picked that randomly. And then you selected the host, which you might have been the only one who had seen it. I, that is, is that true. right? I'm pretty sure that's true. And I think the reason I wanted everyone else to watch the host is because I really liked it. But also, I'm someone who didn't always like horror movies. And The Host is one of the very rare horror films that I found on my own and watched on my own for the first time and enjoyed without Michael, who is the real Mm. original horror fan. So The Host is a point of pride for me. Mm -hmm. Now, when did you see it? Um, I I definitely didn't see it when it first came out. I think I saw it sometime in the last five years. Um, Just like randomly, sometimes when I'm alone for whatever reason i i will go searching for a horror movie almost just to prove to myself that i can watch them alone without michael and that's i believe how i stumbled on the host the host is i i have a vision of its poster which is not the poster on its wikipedia page which looks very dramatic and 
clean cut and nice. But the poster I recall is of the creature from the host. It's like a yellow poster and it's coming crawling out of water and it looks like maybe this is a film about the Loch Ness Monster, except in an urban setting. And I was like, boom, done. Yes, that's a film I'm going to watch. And I loved it. Yeah, I'm here for your journey. <laughs> um, we also, so we, the two of us, me and Harrison, we took, um, we took a Southeast Asian film class in college. Do you recall this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did we watch anything by Bong Joon-ho? Uh, yes. We watched Mother. Mother? What was Mother? I don't remember this. It might be his first film. Um, no, it was 2009. Oh, okay. Um, Mother is a thriller film. The plot follows a mother who, after an intellectually disabled son is accused of murder of a young girl, attempts to find the true killer in order to get her son freed. Yes. Oh my God. Wait, I do remember this. Yes. What a good class. Shout out to our professor for that class. Shout out to Sonali Gulati, VCU. Also mm -hmm. Guggenheim winner. What up? What up? Um, looking back at the at the um, filmography of Bong Joon Ho, so many totally dope movies are up on here. Have you seen Snowpiercer, the one with Chris Evans? I have not. Stop it. We'll have to watch that. And then uh, Okja, you have to have seen Okja. Oh, I saw Okja. That's an okay. uh, ongoing joke that Carly and I have because um, it was it was labeled a comedy. It was incorrectly characterized by Netflix as a comedy. Okay, wait. I actually disagree with that, but continue. I loved it. Carly was mm -hmm. deeply depressed and affected by that movie. So, mm -hmm. was this um, before or after she became a vegetarian? Before. Okay, so that might be part of it. Ooh. Because I'm a vegetarian and you're a vegan. And I that's, that's if you've seen Okja, it's related. Um, yes. So it's interesting that you mentioned that Okja is labeled a comedy, but you disagree. So well, that reminds... I, I, it's not that I disagree. I think that the joke I, now is that it is a comedy. Like every time we scroll by it, I'm, or every time um, a suggestion is made to watch a comedy, I'm like, oh, well, what about the raucous comedy Okja? <laughs> Which is actually a devastating film, but also funny, which is very similar in my mind to The Host. So, yeah, let's I, get right into it. Let's get right into The Host. So, The Host is a film um, about a middle-aged man who's sort of young for his age. But despite his sort of arrested development, he is a father, and his daughter is about middle school age... Um, and there is a creature that lives in the river in their city. Uh, it starts not with those characters, but it starts with an interesting scene where an American um, military member orders his Korean assistant. So this is in Korea that this is happening. Um, he says, please dump down 200 bottles of formaldehyde into our main river, which is the Han River, and it won't be a big deal, and don't worry about it, and just do it. And it's interesting, because at first you're like, what, I mean, this is a weird way to start a creature feature, like, 
a bunch of formaldehyde is going into a river and it's going to create a creature. But that's how it starts. And Harrison, the crazy thing about this film, I watched it many times before I actually looked it up. And it's based on a true story. It, it is. Um, but it was not the... Or wait, in the... Because in the movie it was someone from America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to note because the... Bong Joon-ho is really good at pointing a critical finger at his own country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in the movie, it's actually uh, a mortician mm-hmm. who tells them to dump formaldehyde down the drain. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry. In real life, it was a mortician that, dr- that um, put the formaldehyde down the drain. I think for some reason, in a way that I don't understand the the American military presence in Korea, like, I'm sure it's there. I mean, we fought a whole war. I understand that. Um, there, it is both a military commander and a mortician who orders a local to do that in their lab. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge, I mean, as everyone can probably ascertain, um, mm-hmm. not great uh, environmentally. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you might watch the host and think like, oh, this is kind of anti-American, and sure it is, but like, it's it's something that actually happened. So can something really be anti-American when it's just showcasing something that an American did? Absolutely not. And, um, you know, it's, it re- in the film, what ends up happening is um, the, the mutation that is caused by this formaldehyde really sinks in and creates a Loch Ness monster type creature. It's some it's like a fish amphibian reptile monster. Thing. It's scary. It's not it's not the it's not Blinky from the Simpsons. It's not a three-eyed fish. It's something that is enormous and horrifying. And it's murdering people. <laughs> um yes. And this is, this is, so getting into my idea about Okja and then the host, the host, I think, is so unique to me because it is a comedy and a horror film. The yes. main character is funny. His sister, the professional archer, is funny. The only real straight person, the only real person who's not an amusing character is the daughter, who is kidnapped by the creature early in the film. She's sort of the adult proxy of the film, while her aunt and uncle and her father and her grandfather are kind of like stooges. Yes. And it balances it, in my opinion, really well. Even though, looking back, it's a, it's a really scary film, and it's a sad film in a lot of ways, obviously, based on what happens in it, but it is also funny, genuinely. And it's like... That balance is, I don't know if people really know, I, I think the reason why maybe the host in Okja and Snowpiercer, not so much Snowpiercer, but those sorts of films that Bong Joon-ho has done before, it's not horror comedy like, say, the Chucky films, the newer ones that I know you hate, and I'm watching you cringe. <laughs> but it's... There's it is, nothing wrong with those. <laughs> 
It is simultaneously a comedy and a horror film without being a horror comedy. And it's... Well, it's not overtly satirical. I disagree with that, I think. Well, or maybe maybe the hang-up actually is that I think there is, like, which is common for any movie that is translated for American Mm. audiences... There's okay. some nuance that is either lost or interpreted in a way that may not be um, fully fleshed out for us. I mean, I can see that, but I, I think of one scene in particular. Do you remember? Um, so this isn't really a spoiler because it happens within the first, like, 15 minutes. But when the daughter is kidnapped by the creature, she is presumed dead. And they have that sort of mass funeral for her and the other people who were trapped or eaten or taken by this creature that lives in the Han River. And that's kind of the moment where the kind of film that it is is revealed. Because before (laughs) the aunt and the uncle and the grandpa and the father make asses of themselves at the funeral. Mm -hmm. They're falling all over each other. Their mourning doesn't really make sense. I mean, it does make sense, some, you know, in a real sense. But in a film sense, I think there's a kind of a moment where you're like, this is some kind of a satire, just based on the way that they're mourning her in this scene. It's not a cultural difference. It's not these characters. It's supposed to be funny. And you feel bad because at that point in the film, you're not sure if the girl is alive or not. Right. And you're thinking, is this supposed to be funny or am I just a piece of garbage? Right? We're just pieces of garbage. <laughs> but also it is supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah. I don't think, by no means do I think it's like completely serious. But I think that it's not, um, it's not overt in its camp. Like, it's not. Oh, sure. Um, I guess I just went there because of the mention of like. Seat of Chucky or uh, Bride of Chucky I'm, or something. I, I messed you up by bringing that up, but I yeah. think the the more apt comparison is is Okja, yes. which has moments that are genuinely funny. Well, and like, Parasite. I mean, I know you haven't seen that, but it also <sighs> there's moments where it's it's very fucked up, but it's also mm-hmm. there's levity. Yeah. So I need to see Parasite, obviously, and I'm. A monster for having not already seen it. It won. Harrison, did you know it was the first foreign language film to win an Academy Award in America? That was a joke because you told me that just oh, now. Oh, how dare like you. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Full circle satire. Yes. Let's, let's talk about the ending. Okay. Please. Um, so... There's this culmination, essentially. The daughter is kidnapped. She makes friends with another young person mm-hmm. who is also in the sewer. Um, it's questionable as to the intention of the monster. Why is it leaving certain people alive? alive? Um, mm-hmm. We don't know. And then, ultimately, the daughter is able to find a cell phone and reaches out, and they know that she's not dead. They continue looking for her. Um, the government... Is also looking for the monster, right? The government, as I recall, is doing its best to downplay what happened. It's trying to cover it up. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't recall. See, this is we should have rewatched this just a little bit ago. Is the thing because I'm now I'm 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 trying to remember the details. This is a film I've seen many times. But when it comes down into the little nitty gritty details, there's basically um, a faction of people in this film who were like, "This is something that's happening," and there's like a virus, and then there's other people who say that there isn't and meanwhile these four family members are saying i'm not trying to be political about this i'm just trying to see if this little girl is alive right yes and it ends it ends up being that again like i mentioned at the beginning the the real main character of this film the real hero of this film is the daughter even though the whole film portrays like the father is going to maybe have a redemption. Not mm -hmm. that he's a bad character, because he's as earnest as he can be. But in the end... He's not really the hero. And that's not even about who survives or who doesn't. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of things in this movie that I like. I like things that are confusingly comedy, but also horror. Um, it's a well-shot film. I don't remember ever feeling like the CGI of the creature is distracting. Um, and I genuinely like the characters, even though at the end of it you can say, like, yeah, the main character, the dad, is, like, an idiot. He's an idiot. But he was enjoyable consistently through the film. I really enjoy this film. It's worth watching. And I think it manages to be something that's really fun to watch. And something that means something deeper and has a lot to it when you research it. Like finding out that that first scene is based on a true story. Right. That kind of blew my mind the first time I read it. It's not surprising because humans are terrible. But it's also, um, I think it adds some, you know, some much, well, maybe not much needed, but much, much appreciated context to the overall story. Um, and if I, I remember correctly, that event happening, you know, that's... It was very purposeful of Bong Joon-ho being like, I'm going to make a horror film based on this fucked up thing that happened. Right. And it, Which the is film, cool. I mean, even in the movie, the portrayal of the South Korean government is, um, you know, they they don't care about the people. Yeah. Um, but it's also actually... the, the protesters are also mocked. Um, yes. Well, it doesn't really take sides. It's not. It's not like a, a a a film that wants you to feel a specific way about what happens in the film. Almost. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, right. It's it it doesn't presume that there's a right or a wrong. Like the first thing that happens is wrong, but everything after that is complicated. Like it can't be black or white. Right. Um, and I just, yeah, I genuinely, this is just a movie that I'm, I always think should be more talked about, which is also kind of how I feel about Okja and Snowpiercer. No one, when I talk about modern horror films with people, and this isn't me being like, no one knows about Bong Joon-ho, because it's obviously not true, because everyone right. on this planet except for me has now seen Parasite. You know, his... His, his talent as a director has obviously finally been recognized. But there's mm -hmm. still no... When I talk about horror movies with, with like-minded people, we never talk about these movies. And they're so well made. Yeah, they really are. And they're so good. And you can just re-watch them, you know? Like, I could watch Okja, even though it's, like, really guts you. 
and it's so weird and fucked up. I could watch Okja at any point. Yeah, I also sense? wonder if I feel like Okja. There's like a level of separation because there's already like cognitive dissonance when it comes to the mistreatment of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, you know, thinking about the host in today's context, given everything politically that's been going on, um, I think that it also resonates because it's like there is also cognitive dissonance in this country when it comes to protests that are occurring um and you know the expectations of how and ultimately cultural policing of how people are expected or supposed to act um Mm -hmm. when the perpetrators of violence aren't um expected to hold themselves to that same regard so i think in that way like this movie is definitely um tapping into that and you know well, it's, it's tapping into an injustice that keeps happening. I mean, it's not like the character the, the character at the beginning of the film who causes the events of the whole film. He's never brought up. He's not he, he's not a part of it. He doesn't ever have to really face right. the, the consequences of this, this innocuous thing to, to him that he did as like a little power play. He doesn't ever have to deal with it. It's, it's South Korean citizens who just happen to be living there who have to deal with it. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, very, um, like socioeconomically, very poor people. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Because the main character, the, the father, he, he's like a food cart salesman. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of like a family business. His father, you know, was a food cart salesman. He's a food cart salesman. They, they reference in the film, this idea, I forget what they called it in the film, but this idea that like it's okay to steal food when you're hungry, um, that's something that is mentioned by another character, but acknowledged by our main characters in a way that kind of subtly mentions, no, this is a this is a family that has genuinely struggled with poverty. Wherever they are now, they understand that aspect of society. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, even like in the sort of culmination of the film where the government basically announces that they're going to kill the monster with this agent, this, um, agent Agent yellow, it's referred to, um, you know, which is also a satirization of agent orange and also has like deeper racial implications. Um, you know, is basically just poured into the river at the, at everyone's expense. You know, that's what the protesters are trying to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, it, and also protect whatever this thing is, and then it's used anyway. Um, and it only really stuns it long enough for the main protagonist, the daughter, um, to be revealed, because the monster ate the daughter and the other child that she was protecting, mm-hmm. and she ends up dying. Um, protect- she ends up dying saving the younger saving version them. of herself. Right. Who is... In a larger sense, like this proxy for the father himself, the the little boy that she saves, it's almost like she's the real adult, and she saved the the child that her father could have actually had, the child that is the actual little version of himself, mm-hmm. as opposed to her, which was she was more mature than anyone else in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's like she couldn't keep existing in that family. Right. And was overshadowed by the, you know, accolades of her sister, who was, um, 
an archer. The the ant was an archer. The ant, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's just like kind of a really interesting family dynamic, and then she ends up being the hero basically. Yeah. Um, and then everyone pretty much kills the monster. Um, and it later the film kind of ends with the father and the surrogate father, like the young child that the daughter saves, mm-hmm. um, together. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense in this weird way. That's like not really satisfying, <laughs> but like makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really great film with a lot of layers for sure. Yes. And it's, such a good film that when I think to what I would rate it, and I think to our stupid, stupid rating system. The best rating <laughs> system on earth. Um, I struggle to think what I'm going to give it because I feel like I've loaded a full six rating with this idea that it's a film that like has like a really, really deep meaning to me. Right. Beyond just thinking it's a great film. Uh, and I do think this is a great film, but is it something where I will fight to the death about how it's valid, like Demon Knight. <laughs> yeah, you've set the I bar pretty know. high. I don't know. <laughs> so I think that means, I don't know if you're ready for your rating, Harrison. You know, I, I think I am. Would you like to go first? I can go first. So I am going to give the host five Kalas out of six. Ooh, booyah, there it is. I and tell like us I why. Would... Well, I just I just think it's a great film. I think it's a solid, um, enjoyable film that isn't vapid. It's 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 worth watching. There's a lot to it. You can learn a lot more about it. But is it a film like I mentioned with Okja? Honestly, is it the kind of film that I feel like I I want to keep watching and I want to really push? So that's what kind of keeps it from a six for me. If we had halves. I would give it a five and a half, but mm. we don't because we're dumb. Yeah, we're we're very um, set on sticking with the rules of the podcast. We is Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel bad about it. You know what? I also just um, read about this movie, which is crazy. Yes. Um, I not crazy. It's wild and impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I am trying not to use that word in that way anymore because it's fucked up. So it's um, very impressive that this movie was made um, in the actual sewers near the Han River. Did you read this? No, I didn't. Um, so rather than on set and the stars and the stars included in the filming and the uh, crew as well were inoculated against tetanus. Um, <laughs> Because how full of tetanus the sewers were? Yeah, and during uh, the crew, I'm reading this on our favorite resource, which is called Huacapedia. Um, the crew had to deal with the changes in weather, which is you know natural because this obviously took place over a while. Um, mm-hmm. The sewage water was freezing in the cold temperatures, so it had to be broken up and melted. And during mm. hot and windy periods, the water evaporated and the silt turned to dust, which blew around in the breeze and into the faces of the crew. I mean, God. this is like, <laughs> this is, I think, just even more reason why this is 
such a great movie. I mean, things like that are these little kind of uh, blips and insights into how the production was made really makes you appreciate it even that much more. It honestly does, especially considering the the practicality of, of shooting on location like that, you know, juxtaposed to the fact that this is a creature feature and there is a CGI monster. Like, that's nice. Yeah. Like, but it's not going to be this big, disgusting, all CGI goop fest. Yeah, we don't back CGI for the most part. For the most part. Unless it's done really um, well, which is, you know, a rarity. Well, I almost feel like, actually, and maybe this is what's keeping this from a six for me, is I, practical effects for me are so important that I almost feel you should only use CGI, in my opinion, you should only use CGI if you could not possibly do it practically for, like, safety reasons. Right. Like so, uh, like a baby being on fire. That should be CGI. Which honestly, why hasn't that happened in a movie yet? Give that sure six actually... severed heads. <laughs> whatever movie that is. Um, the 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 practical effect baby on fire film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is exactly what we need right now. Um, can you can you hear that I'm playing with my beer can that I'm drinking? I can. I can. Okay, I need to put my... Oh, God! Okay. <laughs> I'm done um, messing with it. Okay, so a few more fun blips about this movie. A sequel Please. was announced one year what? after it was released. What? That it was going in to be in 3D. Ew. Um, it's in production hell ever since. Um, yeah, I was about to, that was a billion years ago. And a remake was announced in 2008, just two years later. Mm-hmm. Uh... For the, I mean, for American audiences, because, you know, Americans cannot read, and so subtitles are hard. So subtitles are hard. I um, don't, I mean, GURP. Uh, it's, it's still in developmental hell. Thank God. Let it stay there. Yeah. Um, I give this also five out of six severed heads. Um, I think that probably for the same reasons, um, I'm not giving it six. There, I... I don't think the CGI was terrible, but I do think it took me out of it at times. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a big hang up for me because I do, you know, for those that don't know, Kayla and I worked in special effects um, mm-hmm. together for a while. And I think that because we have such an appreciation of that craft and because it is something near and dear to us. Um, yes. I do think that I agree. Um, if it can be done, it should. Obviously, it would be very hard to do this, but not impossible um hard but not impossible and i would i would be shocked to hear that the cgi costs less than doing this practically that's my thought yeah i would agree um so yeah i think i mean it was it was beautifully shot i think it was all all of the factors that i'm thinking about that have come into play which are you know the the way that this was filmed um the critical reception both from american audiences and south korean audiences and the depiction of um sort of the actual storyline behind it and everything mm-hmm. really makes it like a pretty well-rounded standalone film. So I'm going to give it five as well. <gasps> you know what that means? You know what that means? And I need everyone to listen carefully so that this is on the record. Are together. Together we give it 10. Is that what you're going to say? No, it's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. What I was going to say is that I'm clearly the person who should be choosing every film we watch. 
Yeah. Well, we'll have to revisit that after our Be- next film. What is the next film that we're going to watch? I can't tell you. You'll have to tune in. What? Well, you'll definitely have to tune in. But I everyone will. else listening will also have to tune in to see what we have to talk about <laughs> next week. I wonder if it'll be another one where we watch something that, and again, I want to establish that nothing happened in the last six months, but there's mm-hmm. kind of like this subplot in the host where this is maybe a virus that's attacking South Korea. And, oh. Oh, and then as soon as we watched it, something may or may not have happened with the virus. Well, that is going to help me to determine what we're watching next. I hope you know. Whatever we're watching next needs to be positive, Harrison. It needs to have nothing to do with a virus. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> ah. That was a really good laugh. Thank you. It's almost Halloween, so I'm trying to get in the mood. You're trying to get in the mood? I mean, I'm always in the mood, but I'm trying I'm to get... I'm always in the mood, too. Trying Wait, to get what's your... Do, do, you and, do you and Carly have a Halloween costume planned? I, my Halloween costume is very not not fun, but I, um, because of everything um, going on currently in the world, um, which is nothing, which is nothing, um, I bought a skeleton onesie. <gasps> Wait, shut the fuck up! I'm so sorry for cursing, except not because this is an adult podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison, Harrison, before you even reveal what you're doing, I bought Michael a skeleton onesie for the costume that we're doing. Oh, shit. Okay. Holy balloons. That is my costume. Literally. Nothing else about it. So so what is yours? (laughs) Wait, are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's I'm going to do my makeup. I'm going to do my makeup. Cool, 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 cool. We live in a very highly trafficked... um, neighborhood on halloween so Uh we've decided uh this year given everything that we're gonna sit on the porch and we're going to make a little um socially distanced tube and we're gonna (laughs) launch candy out of it at passersby that's amazing i live in a in a rather large apartment complex and so our trick-or-treating is normally organized by the leasing managers and I don't know what they're going to decide for this year. Because I remember last year, normally what we do is they give us these little pumpkins. And they say, tape this pumpkin onto your apartment door if you're welcoming trick-or-treaters on Halloween. So that the trick-or-treaters who go through the apartment complex only knock on oh. the doors. And it's actually really cute and I love it. But then last year they were like, that was really difficult, right? We're going to like have a trick-or-treat hangout in the in the like common room that none of us use that's in the basement and has no windows and is really creepy and they were like come down into our creepy basement that you all hate that actually sounds perfect candy well actually in retrospect yes but i don't know that's not very halloweeny to me so i'm hoping this year they're just like um wear a mask and here's your little pumpkin cut out to tape on your door because i want to see trick-or-treaters harrison i don't blame you i do too so what are you gonna be michael's a skeleton because Michael is a, he, let me, let me be a little bit more clear. Michael is wearing a skeleton onesie. He's not going to be a skeleton. He's being a character who wears a skeleton onesie. Who wear, uh, Cobra Kai? I have not seen that, but I've seen the advertisements. Or no, well, not Cobra Kai, but, um, the Karate Kid. No, no. I, let me let me give you another hint because you're gonna figure this out. It's a three person costume. 
me, Michael, and our lizard, Eli. Oh, is it Halloween 3 season of The Witch? No, but that's amazing. And that was a really good, 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 good guess. Because um, no. that's also three. No, I know. And also one of them is a skeleton and one of them is a witch. So I'm the witch of our threesome. And then there's a third. A pumpkin. But that would be Season of the Witch. But for me, Michael, and Eli, Eli is a devil. So it's a witch, a skeleton, and a devil. Oh, Hocus Pocus. (gasps) You're wrong. Hold on. I actually... Oh, my God. What the fuck? What is this? You're going to really hate yourself when I reveal this. Wait, wait. I still want to keep guessing. Don't show me. Um... A skeleton, a witch, and a... What's the third one? Devil. A skeleton, a witch, and a devil. Is it Problem Child? No. Is it from a movie? Yes. You've never seen Problem Child? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Um, I'm holding what it is in my hand. That's a hint, kind of, maybe. And also, you're going to... Is it an animated movie? Yes. The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes! We're being locked, lock, shock, and barrel! Oh, cute. Okay. Oh, you can't see because I'm so backlit. Very cute. I have cute little... Well, mine was inspired by not Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Well, that's because you're a poser. (laughs) It was inspired by Karate Kid, and it's um, the three... I think... Well, okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying I've never seen that movie... But I do know Wait. the I do know the gif of the three or more skeleton people who Wait. are trying to attack the Karate Wait. Kid, who are known as Cobra Kai, and that's oh. what I'm doing. Okay, okay, so okay. For there was like a split second where I thought you were saying you've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas, and I get that. Like, oh no, we're real horror fans, and we should pretend we've never watched it or care about it because we're too cool for school. But you mean you've never seen the Karate Kid? I've never seen the original Karate Kid, which I need to. Okay. But sure. I just like the little skeleton onesies. And also, shout out to my one of my favorite musicians, Phoebe Bridgers. She mm-hmm. is currently selling mm-hmm. awesome sweatpants that are like the skeletons. And then mm-hmm. it says Phoebe Bridgers on the butt. Phoebe Furbers. <laughs> She's amazing. Everyone go listen to her music. Definitely. I'm going to do that while I'm not too busy listening to the Spotify radio that I've been listening to, which is based on Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Okay. We have to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are at almost an hour mark, which is impressive for us. I think Um, it's because this time we were just so happy to be talking. Normally, we're like, we watched a film. We know what we're going to say about it. And here's what we have to say about it. But this time we were like, I love you. I want to talk to your face. We've missed you all. (laughs) We needed a little bit of a reintroduction. And you know what? We're back. It's going to be better than ever. We're back and better than ever. And you know what? You'll hear from us soon. I might cry about it, but I won't. Don't. (laughs) All right. Bye.